All right. Welcome, ladies and gents. Supreme Being, my podcast. Uh, I believe we're on episode 90 now. This thing is exploding. First and foremost, this is sponsored by uh, Team BC Sold, my real estate team. If you need anything real estate worldwide, go to teambcsold.com. Uh, number two, Modern Success, my personal coaching and mentorship program. Shout out to the two newest members who joined today. Didn't get their names, but if you're interested in joining, you can go to the link in my bio on Instagram or you can go to briancasella.com. It's on the front page. We have our second members only event, August 10th. And I have a lineup of amazing speakers. So I highly recommend you get on. Okay. And lastly, eXp Realty, if you're a realtor, join eXp. Go to join.exprealty.com and get your application in. Or if you want more information, message me. Okay. Now I got a, a question about being less confrontational. And I want to talk about something that is very related to that. Okay. And this is something that I've begun to uh, get a better hold of in my life. And I want to walk everybody through that process a little bit and give some insight on how to make some changes. Okay. So we'll take that question, right? Being less confrontational, right? So when I think of confrontation in a conversation, I look at two people who are tense, two people who are very rigid to people who feel obligated internally to defend their position. And it's like two shields clashing. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. So the first element in becoming less confrontational is to remove that inner, we can say feeling of having to defend or feeling as if I have to defend everything. Right. This is what I mean by that. I live different philosophies. I preach different philosophies that usually go against the grain. Most people don't think the way that I think or move the way that I move or live the way that I live. So I do receive a lot of opposition as far as hate, criticism, bad communication, negativity. So if I was to conduct myself in that way and confront everybody about it, boom, 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 boom. I would find myself not being very effective and I wouldn't live a very happy life. Okay. So internally, internally, that defense mode, I've shut off. The first way you do it is I notice when people are, are feeling like they're getting into being confrontational, there's this need, they feel this internal need. I don't know why, right? I don't know why to like overly, or even just in general, have to defend themselves. Right? Like, like why though? Why do we have to do that? And it's not defending the better word. So everybody can get it is explaining. You feel like you have to explain yourself. Well, no, no, here's the thing. Right. And, and it causes this, ugh, this, this exertion of too much force. One of the main things that I've been pushing lately is through your day, through your activities with people around you and your communication in the way you live, being more relaxed and being more comfortable. Right. That allows you to move better through life and not being so rigid and like a robot. So if we want to now become less confrontational in our communication, or at least the perception of the other people would be that we're not confrontational. We have to eradicate from our mind. We have to eradicate from our mind this need of explanation. Okay. You do not have to explain yourself to, let me tell you guys, you don't have to explain yourself to anybody. Okay. Now, unless somebody is on paper or officially, maybe your master and you've given your life to them, then maybe you have to explain yourself. Maybe you're in a relationship where certain things require explanations. Okay. Okay. 
However, in general, to a complete stranger or somebody who wants to talk shit to you, um, wants to be, um, we can say, nosy, or they just say, hey, well, I'm just curious, you, you don't owe that to anybody. Just like they have the right to voice their message and their opinion, you have the right to not answer or reject it. You know what I mean? So, for example, um, I'm somebody, and this is what I get. I, I get people saying, well, I get questioned a lot. I get questioned a lot too because how I present myself and how I move and how I display myself on social media to a lot of people is they, they don't get it. They either want to attack me or they want to question me. I don't engage in a lot of those questions, right? Because this ties back to that first thing that I just taught you. You don't have to explain yourself. So even if you're questioned a lot, who cares? You know what my response is? Question their question. Why are you asking me? Why do you want to know? Why are you so curious about what I do? Why do you care? Why? Answer a couple of my questions and then I'll consider answering yours. You see? But now when you do that, the opposite end, right? This is where the hypocrisy is. Then they'll start saying, oh, why are you getting defensive? And they start talking shit when they literally when they literally are now at the receiving end of the type of communication they were giving you. But now they wanna go off and call you a hypocrite or that you're getting too defensive or that you're hiding something or you're confrontational. It's like, dude, you presented that to me. But because I smoothly, when I smoothly kind of blocked it or deflected it, now you're giving me attitude. Well, you're doing the same thing to me. That's hypocrisy, okay? Now, um, I, I see comments about you know, your boss. Well, you want to first with your language change that. You don't have a boss, you have an employer. Big difference, okay? Now, when it comes to an environment that you've put yourself into, like work, then yeah, you have to, you have to come to a decision, right? You can take my advice. However, if you really want that job and you wanna stay there, then you're gonna have to bite your tongue. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of the reasons I don't work for anybody because I'm not gonna kiss anybody's ass, I'm not gonna allow people to disrespect me, and I'm gonna run my own show. I have no problem collaborating with people and teaming up with people, but I'm not gonna look up to somebody and kiss their ass and play the whole corp corporate game uh, because that's what you're supposed to do and this person holds power over me. Fuck that, I'm never gonna put myself in that position, okay? So I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't catch your name, but at, at, at that moment, you have to make a decision. You, you express yourself the way you wanna express yourself and then remove yourself from the environment or leave or get fired, right? Or you have to zip it and not complain and do what you're supposed to do to keep the job. But you have to make a choice. So if you make the choice to stay in the environment, then you have to accept the fact that you're gonna be confrontational and you're gonna have to play that game with them because that's that world. You can't complain about it, you can't say anything. Or you take the proper action like I've given you in regards to setting your boundaries and you leave. One of those choices has to be made, okay? So when somebody enters a nine to five environment or, or, or one of those environments where now they have that dynamic, it messes things up because now acting the correct way and being the correct way actually causes you harm in that environment, which is why I don't like it. I don't ever want to feel caged as a human being. You guys get what I'm saying? If I ever feel caged or like I don't have my basic freedoms, I'm removing myself from that environment. Even if that environment, that nine to five promises me, because this is what I get, well, I get you know, $80,000 a year and I get benefits. It's like, I don't give a shit. I want my freedom. My freedom, my mental freedom, my communication freedom is senior to any money or any benefit from the fucking government, okay?
You know why? Because that's my sanity. We have a lot of people making 50, 60, $70,000 a year with benefits who are mentally insane, who are miserable, and who are crazy. Because they put themselves in that position, okay? Now, if you're in a position where, for example, temporarily you're getting a job and you're in that environment, then you need to understand, hey, I'm gonna bite my tongue and I'm gonna wait because I need my six months here to get a little bit of money to uh, maybe get that certification or whatever it is. Then you have your goal in mind and you say, you know what? I'm going to make the conscious decision to not draw um, the line, you know what I mean? With them because I need to be in this environment for six months or a year, get my certification and then I'm moving on. Cool. Then you're still making a conscious decision to put yourself in the environment, be caged for a little bit, but then you're getting out. Cool. Now, now, now you're playing the game properly. Okay. So I'm, I'm glad that was brought up. Now, again, there's, there's ways of handling it, but in addition to that, right? One thing that I brought up a long time ago on a different podcast is when you're dealing with other individuals and you find yourself getting a little bit, mm, a little, you know, on edge, take a very close look at that conversation because typically when that happens, somebody is triggering an insecurity in us and it's an indicator to you of something you need to check internally, right? For example, if some of us are insecure about the way we look or our weight and someone's conversation, we believe their words and communication are hinting at that, we, we get defensive because we're insecure about it. But in those instances, I don't get mad. I'm like, you know what? They pointed out a possible weakness that I might have so I can go back to my back cave and I can do my internal work and fix this, right? So I'm kind of glad that that situation occurred. So this is one of the reasons that a lot of my shortcomings and mistakes, I proudly, I wear them like badges of honor. I'm like, yep, I fucked up, I did this, I did that. Because what I'm doing when I do that, and this is what people miss is, I'm taking a possible weapon that somebody can use against me and I'm taking it away from them. Listen to this example, okay? I do, I don't know, let's say I'm insecure about the way I communicate or how I make videos, for example. And I, I get on a video and I'm like, you know what guys, this is my first video. Uh, you know, I'm super nervous. Uh, you know, it, it may not be the best, but I made the, I made the commitment. Hey, I'm going to start making videos and I'm going to get on it. And you start making videos. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. Now you admitted, you admitted it. So now if I admit that I'm not good, I make the video, then somebody comes in, somebody comes into, um, my, my YouTube or my Facebook or my Instagram and they start talking shit. That person now is an asshole. Right? They're an asshole now. They're a dick because they went out of their way, even though I admitted I'm not good, to try to clown me. Now, other people will gang up on that person and say, dude, you're a dick. You see? So, by simply doing the right thing and saying, hey, I'm not the greatest. This is where I'm at. I'm at level one right now. Now, keep in mind, I'm going to work my ass off. I'm going to get to the top. But right now, I'm level one. This is where I'm at. Right? This is where I'm at. Now, if I don't say that, and I pretend to be a hot shot like most people on social media, like, oh, I'm perfect, nothing's wrong with me. And then people start maybe hinting at that. That's when people get all insecure, okay? So now that's a weapon that can be used against you, a very sharp sword, because you're trying to hide something. This is why I've always put everything out from day one. This is one of the secrets we can say because I'm taking that weapon away from the critic or the hater. If I say I'm not good, 
And then you come in and say, hey, you're not good. It's like, dude, I already said that. You're an idiot. Now you're just being an asshole by, again, pushing the boundary. I already admitted I'm not good. Pre you're preaching to the fucking choir, dude. See, so that's like a, a simple way. Now, the difficult portion for a lot of people is admitting that they're not perfect or, hey, I'm not good at this or I'm ashamed of my weight. I'm ashamed of the way that I look. I'm ashamed of my communication skills or whatever it is. It's okay to admit that shit because look at any type of uh, rehabilitation or program to, to make changes in people or fix them. What's the first step they say? Admitting that you have an issue or, or seeing, seeing where you're at and saying, hey, I'm at level one right now. I am an addict. I am you know, my communication skills aren't good. I am this, I am that. You have to admit it, dude. So if you suck at something, just say, hey, I suck. That's what I told people when, um, um, you know, when I started real estate. I was like, fuck, I have no sales experience. I haven't sold shit. I haven't had to. I got paid to play basketball, man. I didn't have to communicate with people and sell them on ideas and service and stuff. So when I learned and I came in, I said, I don't know shit. But guess what? I'm going to put my, my thinking cap on. I'm going to put my gloves on. I'm going to get to work. Give me the hammer. Give me the nail. Let's start working. You know, like fucking, uh, what's his face? Daniel's son in Karate Kid. Let's wax on, wax off, and let's figure this thing out. It's not that difficult because all I need to do is dedicate myself to this and I can get better. But in the beginning, I didn't come out and say, oh, I'm, I'm the shit. I'm number one salesman. No, I never said that. I said, I'm a student that needs to learn. Let's get started. And I just put in the work and put in the work and put in the work. While some other people who came in with me wanted to be the hot shot and they put on a suit and they think they're the shit. And everyone's like, dude, get off the stage. You're a clown. You're brand new. What do you know? But they're trying to play this. They're trying to gather up the three or four little fans that buy into their delusion. And now, you know, they want to build this whole facade. I don't need to do that. Okay. I don't need to do that. And it's incorrect because you're building your foundation on the wrong thing, but that's a separate subject. Okay. So when it comes to, this um, type of, uh, we can say, manifestation of confrontation or resistance or, or tension, right? We've already covered some of the things. Second one being admitting where you're at and starting from that point, okay? So, you know, continuing along, obviously, obviously, the third thing, and this is something that has been huge for me, is when you're getting that communication from the other person that's making you get into that mode of confronting or being confrontational. Are you really listening to them? Because this is what happens. This is what happens. A lot of people exhibit what I call selective hearing. You can say two sentences, but the way they're wired is they're only looking for certain words. And no matter how certain things are said about a certain topic, they only hear it a certain way. You get what I'm saying? It's like, um, uh, Another, another point would be like when two people talk, a lot of people aren't even fucking paying attention to the other person. They're just waiting for them to stop talking so they can say their next shit. And then it, it becomes this game where they just talk over each other, but nobody's really fucking listening. It's kind of the same thing. Meaning it doesn't really matter what the person says. The other person's just waiting to go. So on the flip side, when, when they're listening and they're getting confrontational now, they're, they're, they're just looking for that one word or that one similarity that sounds like it's related to this topic that they're on because they're ready to fight. You get what I mean? So it's this fucked up game where people aren't even listening to each other. So a lot of times you may be getting upset or emotionally triggered from something that isn't even really there. So if you really listen and you take a second and say, wait, 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 if you find yourself getting that, that rush of emotion, say, wait, could, could you repeat that again? I want to make sure I understand you correctly. That's a great thing to say. Could you please repeat that? I just want to make sure I'm understanding you. And have them say it again. 
And I guarantee you, even if it is confirmed again what they said, the sting on you is going to be a lot less because you're giving yourself time. A lot of people have incorrect responses to shit and they get mad and emotional and have outbursts because they just respond like that. How about you give it a couple seconds? You know, the next time somebody cuts you off in traffic, you want to say, hey, fuck you. How about you wait three or four seconds and see if you still want to do it? I guarantee you the answer is no. So stop, get them to repeat it and really listen. And I guarantee you eight or nine out of 10 times, they didn't even say what you think they said. They said something that you related to something else that might've been an insecurity of yours or some sort of information that has nothing to do with the statement at hand, but you misconstrued it. And now you want to pretend like everything offends you. And you know what I mean? Like everyone, it's just insane. Like it's, it's sad how shitty people communicate. Like it's so bad. It's so bad. Like I listen to two people talk. They're not even looking at each other. One person's talking over the other one. One of them's not even listening. It's like, fuck man, no wonder people are miserable. I see it all the time. I point it out all the time when I go out to eat. It's like, look, everyone's on their phone. No one's fucking talking. Like this is the world we fucking live in, dude. You go talk to people. Like sometimes I'll just strike up conversations with random people and they're like in shock that I'm talking to them. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, do I look like a robot to you? Like I have to start looking at myself like, Am I made of metal that people respond this way? (laughs) Right? So with that said, when we now have that, that confrontational, you know, tendency or that response, we're literally being just like them. We're no different. So as people who are focusing on this and learning it and getting better, we have to make it a goal and a commitment every day to say, okay, I'm going to work on this shit. If I have a short temper, I'm going to work on it. The next time I put myself in a situation where something triggers me emotionally and it gets me riled up, I'm going to have a response like breathing and waiting or asking them to repeat themselves or maybe saying, Hey, give me a second or closing my, whatever it is. You could even just make up your own shit. As long as you start patterning a different response, because that's what it is. We have all fallen into certain patterns. This is why people eat too much or smoke or do this or do that. It's patterns. So once you break that and you create a new one, now you make change. But it's a systematic process. It's a systematic process that anybody can do. That's not that difficult. You just have to be at a point where you want to make that change and you're willing to make the change. Because emotionally and through your system, it doesn't feel good. Your body your body wants to keep doing what it does. It doesn't like change because then that's more work for it. You need to understand that. That's why change is not fucking easy. Your body literally revolts to it. Why do you think for some of the salespeople, when you want to start making calls or going door to door, you get scared. It's the same thing. So once you pattern this new behavior, that now becomes your normal. So in essence, if you take all these uncomfortable activities and you do them long enough, they now become your comfortable. And the shitty old activity now becomes uncomfortable. Case in point, I used to play a lot of video games back in the day. Now if I play after five minutes, I'm sitting here like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, it's not fun. I don't enjoy it. I almost have to force myself to do it. And then I stop. I would much rather read or make calls because I've now patterned myself to do those other things. So the human, the human body and the mind isn't as complicated as people think. The more we learn... I think people think that it's some complicated shit. Oh, it's so hard to figure out. And dude, it's fucking easy. We have a mind inside of an animal body. It's not that hard to figure it out. If you watch nature shows, you can figure out how humans are. And our DNA is very similar to animals. 100%. It's not much different. 
for a lot of species of animals, our DNA is like 80 or 85% similar. Crazy, right? So the beauty in it is you have the mind now, you have the power, you have the intellect. You can, you can communicate at a different level than them. You can use your logic and reasoning. An animal can't. They just go off instinct. You have that instinct plus logic and reason, which makes you top of the food chain. So we need to stop, again, thinking of ourselves as down here and start thinking and seeing ourselves as up here. Okay? So at the end of this, pick one thing, whatever it is, right? Let's say it's the example that we brought up in the beginning about you know, when you communicate, you want to respond differently, then write that down and make that a commitment that you're going to start making some changes with that. Cause it's not hard. You just have to do it. But how many people maybe on this podcast or listening to this or another one who are like, yeah, I want to make that change. How many of them actually write it down and then actually set up in their schedule and, and in their plan of action to actually change it? Or do they just remember it every time they hear it on a podcast or when I bring it up, right? It has to now become a priority. It has to become a priority over buying your fucking Starbucks every day, okay? Or watching that new Netflix thing or buying that new fucking gadget that you want to buy, those fucking fidget spinners and all that bullshit people fucking spend money on. How about we focus on what we really need to change instead of mindless bullshit? How about you run to make this change as quickly as you run in the morning to get a fucking coffee? How about you run into the shower and take a cold shower as quickly as you run to get your coffee in the morning? Right? Because everything you're currently doing that you continuously do, whether you bitch about it or not, you like it or not, that's your pattern and that's what you're doing. And you don't want to change it bad enough. That's why you're not changing anything. You may be able to talk to me or tell, oh, I want to make changes so bad, but you ain't fooling yourself. You can bullshit everybody else, but you can't bullshit you. So when people talk a lot and say, I'm doing this and doing that, I don't say shit. I just sit back and watch. And if, even if I see them making a lot of attempts and not progressing, I still respect that person. You know why? Because at least they're giving it something. They're, they're putting themselves in it versus the motherfuckers that just talk and talk and talk. And it's been three, four, two, five, six years. And they're still the same. It's ridiculous, man. So just do, or if you're going to talk, do more than you talk. Okay. And then demonstrate that what you say you do, right? Look at this tat right here. I don't know if you can see it on Instagram. Abracadabra, right? I create as I speak. The people that have been following me for more than a year or two know that what I say I'm going to do, I do. Whether it's a goal, whether it's an action, I do it. So I don't, I don't just talk to listen to myself because I like my voice. I talk because I get shit done. Hey, I'm going to do this. Watch me. Then I do it. Hey, this is a goal. I do it. Hey, I'm going to change this about me. I do it. Hey, I'm going to get tattoos. Boom, I'm doing them. Already bought the piano. I'm learning how to play piano. I actually decided finally I want to go to a school here in LA to learn how to fight with a sword and a shield. I'm going to do it. So be ready for those videos because they're coming. All right? Whatever it is that you want to do, fucking do it. So if you listen to this, and you want to make some sort of changes in your communication or something that was triggered or that you saw in your mind during this last 20 or 30 minutes, write it down and make the change and start. Okay. It's that simple. Otherwise you're just listening to this to mentally masturbate, which I don't want anybody who listens to me to do that. I want you to get shit done. I want the people who follow me to be doers and get shit done. I don't want the, oh, that was good stuff, and oh, that was cool, that was inspirational. 
I don't want to hear that. I want to hear, damn, that was great. It's in my calendar tonight. I'm starting. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to hear. Okay. So with that said, I'm kind of on a tight schedule. So I'll open it up here for five or 10 minutes for questions and then we'll, uh, we'll end it for tonight. Okay. So what do you got? What do you got? Uh, Abdul, it's ultimately up to you if you succeed in this business or not. Uh, your broker is not going to make you or break you. So it is important, but it's also not, if that makes sense, right? Because even the support that I got was 80, 90% my own efforts and then 10 or 20% their support. To become a realtor, should I major in business? If you want to be a realtor, Maria... You don't have to go to college. So if you're just going to college to become a realtor, leave college and get your license. That's my advice. How do you keep motivation going and not give up after a week? You need to think beyond motivation, Kat. If, if you're looking at business and life with motivation still in your mind, if we're talking about the school of life now, I'm not saying this to you, I'm saying this in general, okay? If we're looking at the school of life, mastery, achievement, Motivation is like preschool, kindergarten. You have to get past that. You need to be so strong and committed with what you do that regardless of the emotion of motivation being present or not, you still get shit done. That's what you need to get to. What are your thoughts on 5G? Uh, you're talking about the cell, cellular service, dude? I'm not sure what 5G is. As a realtor you work for, supposed to provide? No, no real estate company is going to provide you with free leads. CNY. I don't know what your name is. I mean, some may provide you, but most aren't. Oh, you need to catch up to my YouTube. Um, I, I can't see your name. And, and, and Dea, I, I, I just can't see your name. Uh, go to my YouTube. If you're asking me that question, I can tell that you haven't really followed me much. Go to my YouTube channel and watch all my content for realtors because I talk about age and how to get your license and all that deeply. It'll help you a lot. I started with taking my real estate license courses. Cool, man. Awesome. Sweet. Gary, you remember about your character? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Both my sister's boyfriend's so lazy. They need to learn. Yeah. Wow. That's sad. For a man to be lazy is sad. Uh, why does it seem that credit approval is getting lower again for getting people approved? Um, it's still tough for people to get approved here. There might be some programs with lower credit, but those are a pain in the ass. Self-care that has all to do with your ritual, McClash. 
meditation, reading, proper rest. How do you handle when seller says I'm not signing anything yet? Uh, I weed that out, Steph, in the pre-qualification. If everything looks good, when we meet tomorrow, uh, are you ready to get the, the process started? Now, if there's any element of that, they're gonna tell me, whoa, no, we're not. Then I'm gonna hold off on the meeting because I don't wanna get in front of them until they're ready to sign. So you wanna weed that out in the pre-qualification process. Should you still wear suits to door knock? Of course, why wouldn't you? My first three years, I wore suits every day. It's a little different now because I have a team and things are different. Uh, Mark, you got to get over it, man. There's nothing you can do. You know, if you have one eye that's weaker than the other, that's just the way it is, bro. No one's going to say shit unless you draw attention to it and you're insecure about it. When you become okay with it, everybody else will. Everything starts and ends with you. If you're not okay with something, no one else is going to be. When you become okay with it, everyone will be. And if they notice, who cares? Right? You need to get to that point. Even if they do notice, who cares? Does it affect your ability to provide service or help people, Mark? Does your eye affect your intelligence, your ability to deliver, your ability to communicate? No, it doesn't. Now, if you think it does, that's separate. Then that's an internal, you know, internal struggle that you need to get over. Cool. All right. Any last questions? One or two or anything? When you get a sales lead, uh, best way to reach out, I would say telephone call and or text message for sure. To wear suits, dress clothes as a realtor. It's up to you, man. But I always dress professionally in my first couple of years because I knew whether we want to accept it or not, a suit and professional clothing makes an impact on people. How do, you, how do you handle overly competitive agents? I'm very competitive. So I don't think there's anything wrong with being competitive. Now, if you're being bullied or people are talking shit to you, then you may wanna change offices or change environments, you know? But if just competition messes with you, then you need to fix that because competition is what pushes you. Competition is what has allowed the human race to evolve and survive. videos and on lives. How did you work on being able to speak clearly? I did Toastmasters and I did a lot, a lot of video. I just got better over time. See you in Dallas. Cool. Yep. Of course. Of course. Of course. Should I quit my bartending job? If you really want to do real estate and go full time, then yes, quit. Do you see life like a game? Absolutely. But how would you start an interaction? CNY. 
You need to go to my YouTube. I have a lot of instructional videos to help you with that. You need a script. You need a basic script to talk to them. Okay, cool. All right, guys. Uh, podcast is over. I got to hop on another call. Appreciate you being here. Team BC Sold sponsors this podcast. If you need anything real estate, uh, go to teambcsold.com and we'll hook you up. Number two, Modern Success, my personal coaching and mentorship program. Shout out to all the newest members. Make sure you join. We have our second members only live event, August 10th. It's going to be amazing. I already have, I think, seven highly, highly, highly successful speakers coming. It's going to be amazing. And lastly, eXp Realty. If you want to join, go to join.exprealty.com. Or if you want more information, you can message me personally. Okay? Every Monday, every Wednesday, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, same place, same time. We'll see you on the next podcast. All right? Peace out.